If you're interested in applying to dental schools, get an idea of what information is out there on dental schools. We have a map. It's predentmentormap.org. You could go there and see all the statistics, data, tuition for every dental school in the United States, the class sizes, unique things to applying to that school. Hey, it's Brendan. Thanks so much for tuning in the podcast today. This is a compilation of stuff I find valuable. I hope you do too. Enjoy. One, we are now live. TikTok live. TT live number 18. We got what's the date? 22nd of January. Holy smokes. 726 Monday night. We got the, we got, what's going on? Colby Dalton joined. What's up, Colby? I see you in your bed joined. Okay. Abby Gontis joined. Blank joined. Blank said, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're on. I'm just playing with the setup a little bit. I wanted to see if we could get a better uh, better camera view from my webcam that I'm recording with for the podcast. Uh, this view is excellent. I think this is awesome. This view is fantastic. I'm just trying to think. So I'm going to talk to the camera here, and then I'm recording here for the podcast YouTube channel later. Let me get this straightened out a little bit. There we go. Is that straight? That's not straight, is it? Is that... Is that straight up and down? Colby, let me know. Not Tinks SS joined. Lisa Holt joined. Betty Stark joined. What's going on? What's up, everyone? Yeah, yeah. So I'm on the ED rotation right now. This is actually, oh, no, no. Next month. Next month is the anesthesia rotation. We just do a quick anesthesia refresher. Um, and then I'm on the, I'm back on service, oral maxillofacial surgery until, actually, until I graduate. That'll be in March. March, I go back on. Alex joined. What's up, Alex? User joined. Miller joined. Don joined. Dawn M. Wise joined. Zachary Markman joined. What's up, friends? What's going on? What questions can I answer? What can I help everyone with? Today is match day, believe it or not, for the dental students. Dental students coming out of dental school that applied to oral surgery, general dentistry, pediatrics, I think, too. Pediatrics was today. The pediatrics match was today. B-Ball King, opinion on perio as a specialty. Oh, we're getting to the thick of it now. All right. Perio is a specialty. So believe it or not, the history behind perio, periodontics is the specialty. And it was based on the periodontium, saving the periodontium. The periodontium is made of the tooth, right? Cementum. Um, PDL, gingival, uh, the PDL fibers, that's the periodontal ligament, PDL fibers, the alveolar bone itself, the gingiva, uh, among maybe one other structure. It's, it's four to five things, right? Cementum, that's part of the tooth, PDL. Surrounding bone, gingiva, uh, there might be one other thing that I'm missing. That being said, it was about saving the teeth. The specialty was designed to, to save the teeth, work on bone regeneration, um, bone height, uh, to try and fix bony defects around the tooth structure, uh, to repair gingival recession. That's where periodontics was centered on, right? And then, uh, I mean, I don't know, the things I've heard have to do with, they were having a lot of time, they're having a tough time kind of staying in business, if you will. Again, this is, look, this is just the history I've read and what I've, what, what other specialists have told me. They're having a tough time staying afloat. And so what happened was they were like, well, you know, this tooth's not going to make it. Let's put an implant now. And also there was a time where they were heavy coming out of private practice because they weren't doing so hot and going into institutions, going into academic institutions. Um, from that point, they really got heavy into implants. So look, like this tooth can't be replaced. Let's put an implant. And they got big into implants. The way I heard they got big into implants was oral surgeons were the predominant implant specialists. And then what happened was periodontics were like, 
we're going to get into implants too. Now that we can't save every single tooth. Okay, fair enough. But then when they started doing in the academic settings, because they don't take call, they don't take, they don't do, they don't rotate on other services such as anesthesia and all these other hand surgery, plastic surgery, bariatric surgery, general surgery, trauma surgery that oral surgeons do in the academic setting, they did a lot of research. So they would be putting out a hundred articles for X amount of implants and oral surgeons at that time putting out five, 10 X implants, putting out very few research articles. So it, was, it, it, it kind of brought them up marketing wise. And now um, the statistics from what I've been told and read, oral surgeons still place the majority of implants in the United States, but periodontists are right up there. And now we have a lot of general dentists placing implants too. Now it's even going into prosthodontists and endodontics. I don't know. I don't know. Um, since historically insurance has not covered implant treatment, um, that's been the moneymaker, if you will, in dentistry. And Dentists are in more debt than ever before with the academics it takes to get to become a dentist. Um, so I don't know. I, it's, it's a big predicament. It's a big predicament. I just, you know, it would be nice if insurance companies were actually funded, like reimbursing what treatment plans are necessary and what treatment plans need. And then maybe not all, every single dentist would be going into implants because, you know, it's not just about replacing teeth with implants. It's about preventative care. And there's a lot of insurance plans that don't really cover the full preventative treatment course, all the phasing and sequencing to prevent periodontal disease, dental disease, gum recession, and so on and so forth. So anyway, that's my little rant on that story. This is just from what I heard, a little bit on what I read, mostly from what I heard, and that's that's what I got there, okay? Periodontics, great specialty. It's a three-year um, specialty program. A lot of them are taking residents after they finished a GPR year, so that's something to keep in mind. Um, competitive. Everything's competitive nowadays in, in the specialties. All right. Let me, uh, how are you? Bubbles said, how are you? So Chad. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, five forty-five. opinion on paradise as a specialty. So, so no opinion. This is all just what I've, what I've, what I've heard and what I've read. Okay. Not tinks SS. Hello. Hello. Not tinks SS. User 5573, what's up? What's up? What age do your wisdom teeth grow in? So, you know, some people's wisdom teeth never grow in, believe it or not, right? Generally around age 26, we say that's when if the wisdom teeth haven't grown in yet, they're probably not going to grow in after 26 years old. Up until 26 years old, I mean, you see, you see kids with wisdom teeth coming in as early as 15 is really early. I don't know if I've seen 15-year-olds with wisdom teeth, but they start coming in between 15 and 20 sometimes, right? My wisdom teeth started to come in around around 19 to 21. And then most people, I would say, in between like 18 to 24, I would say, right, when they start coming in. Um, and then if they're not in by 26, it's like, you know, they're, they're generally, generally not going to come in. Okay, makes sense. Bubbles, what's up, Bubbles? Alexa Miles, what's going on? I'm studying to be a dental hygienist. Awesome. Alexa, what's up? Welcome to the dental fam. What's going on? Are you are you in dental hygiene school yet or are you still? Blank said, what watch you got on today? This is the, um, I think I wore the, I wore this last week on dent. Did I wear it on Dentite Center? No, no, no. Um, dentite? I might not have worn this. I wore the Filippo Loretti, the perpetual calendar Filippo Loretti. That was for... Um, the, the interview I did with the, with the attorney, Constantine, he's a, he's an employment attorney and specialized in the area of dentistry. So if you're, if you're a dentist looking to start your own practice, looking to sign with, with a practice, 
a firm, a DSO, um, a, an MSO, um, sign with a couple partners, uh, or they go over your contracts, right? If you're, it's more so when you're going in, out into work, out, out to work into a practice, um, maybe an institution. Actually, that's one question we didn't ask. Do you review contracts for for at institutions like if you're signing with a dental school with a hospital if you're an oral surgeon you're going to work there i don't know i don't know so but yeah this is the i got on the this is the tag cure aqua racer chrono caliber 16. uh thanks for asking let's keep moving forward. i'm actually going to start including because dude dude I, I don't know if it's you that asked me every TikTok live thanks by the way that's all i'm, I'm huge into watches it, it i'm sure you can see right <laughs> super passionate also everyone who's on right now 67 people guys thank you so much like like, uh, t the TikTok live podcasting has been such a passion for me. Please, if you like, ask whatever question you had, I'm going to get to him tonight. I won't turn off until we get to him, but you guys are awesome. This has really brought out another, another, like, I love this. Thank you so much for this. I, I, I love you guys. Um, take your aqua racer, big passion for watches. So in, in the, in the podcast upload on Spotify, Apple music, TikTok live, um, and so on, I'm going to include in the caption, uh, what watch I'm wearing. So, so dude, thank you for, for asking that question. I'll start including that from now on. Um, I did in a couple previous ones. I went back like six or seven. I, I include them there. Not Tink said, I'm in halfway through dental school and really interested in, in maxillofacial surgery. Do you have any advice? Yeah. I mean, go for it, right? You said maxillofacial surgery. So are you in dental school in the United States? Or are you in another country? Because the tracks are different. So I, I'd have to to make this specialized and personalized to you, you got to just give me a little more, more information. You're, you're halfway through. So two out of four years, two, two or three out of four. And I'm assuming you're in the U S right. So it would be externships. Got to take the CBSC and then apply username six, nine, four, two, zero. I have spontaneous dental hydroplasia. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, wow. Hydroplasia. Hydro meaning water, plasia meaning excessive um, quantity more than increasing just the size. Hy there's hyperplasia and hypertrophy. Mark, thoughts on dentistry becoming too saturated? Hey, you know, like there are a bunch of dental schools that have opened up in the last couple of years. And you can see that, guys, Sean and I, we made the pre-dent mentor map. If you're interested in applying to dental schools, get an idea of what information is out there on dental schools. We have a map. It's predentmentormap.org. You could go there and see all the statistics, data, tuition for every dental school in the United States, the class sizes, um, maybe some, some unique things to applying to that school, such as Stony Brook, for example. You need to take biochem. Other dental schools, not necessarily, right? Makes sense. Um, and you could get an idea of like how many students are in the class, uh, what's the tuition, what's the typical class size. We're looking to add in a feature into um, the map so you could see what the match rates uh, of people that match into specialties from that dental school. We're getting there in the future. We're not there yet. Right now, we're just adding on mentors per school. So if you're a pre-dental student, you could actually sign up um, onto the map and get matched with a dental student, current dental student, at, at some of the schools that have signed up already. We have like 20, 25 left to, to sign up dental students on that, that could be your mentor. And it should help you with the process of applying to dental school. So that's what we created for. Again, that's predentmentormap.org. Um, and on that map, you can see within there's been roughly five or so dental schools in the United States that have opened up. Some of them have opened up by DSOs. DSOs are corporations that are backed by private equity, venture capital, 
um, to buy out multiple dental practices and it's corporatizing dentistry, right? There's a consolidation and then they're corporatizing where dentists become employees for the guy upstairs um, rather than than their own bosses, right? So that's just something to keep in mind going to dentistry. It's definitely changed a lot since I've gone in. Uh, I started, what is it, like eight, eight, nine years ago now? Because um, it's four years of dental school. You apply the year before. So add on a year, that's five. And I'm three years, almost three years into oral surgery residency right now. So three plus five, that's about eight years. About seven and a half, eight years. So as far as saturated, it's going to be interesting to see. You, this one in North Carolina, I don't want to talk about it too much because it seems to be a conflict of interest if the corporation buying practices is now opening a dental school to pump out dental, dental students to become dentists and just work in their practices. Um, it's supposed to be about patients. Dentistry is supposed to be patient-centered care, as all of healthcare. Um, it seems to be a pretty big conflict of interest from my step, from most people's standpoint in academic settings. So I don't know, I don't know how, how this is going to pan out, but you don't even need a DAT to go to that school down in North Carolina that, that, the, DSO, that the DSO opened up. So I would just look into these things, right? Um, and I would make your own opinion. Right. Don't take my word for it. Look into it yourself. Develop your own understanding of what it is and your own opinion. Okay. So that's that. Why do some smiles show more? Why do some smiles show more of the buckle space and cavity? Look, sometimes you have the um, the superior labii angularis muscle that goes out right here. Then you have the superior labii the the orbicularis oris super superioris that goes upwards and then angularis that goes outwards towards the zygoma. Um, Some people might have a more prominent muscle there that pulls their teeth out, their muscle to bring the edges of their orbicularis oris. Orbicularis oculi is the eye, orbicularis oris is the mouth and pull their, their smile outwards and upwards, right? Showing more teeth. And another example is that some people might have a very small smile, right? Their arch of their teeth is much smaller. And then they might just have Normal, normal orbicularis oris and the muscles that contract to make them smile, but because their teeth, are, their their arch is smaller, you see more of the buccal space. So here's just two examples that may have to do with that. Everyone's different. There's no way I could give you, um, you know, an overall answer like that, like a definitive overall answer. You know what I mean? Alexa dot miles around 20 years of age, sooner or later, it's different for everyone. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're talking about, you're responding to user five, five, seven, three about when wisdom teeth come in. Absolutely. Jared Christopher four, five, one placing an implant is really easy. Um, it is when you know where the inferior alveolar nerve is or the mental foramen, right? Could get, could get pretty complicated over there. Um, some implants are straightforward and simple. Some of them aren't. What about a zygomatic implant? What about a pterygoid implant? What about an all, all on four arc, all on X arch? Not so straightforward. And some of the complications that occur with this, you need to have a good grasp on. Um, in the hospital setting, in the ED, we see all of those, of those um, complications. So in your office, complication comes up, where do they go? They're going to the ED. And who are they seeing in the ED? In ENT or most likely an oral surgeon. So just something to keep in mind. Um, when you have other specialists placing implants and complications that can occur, they might not be prepared for those complications. Just to keep in mind, right? Where are you going to practice? Have you already signed with a practice? That's M Fountain 75. I haven't signed with a practice yet. Maybe the New York area, New York, New Jersey area, perhaps. Um, word might be coming in soon. The, the announcement might be coming in soon. <laughs> 
Chorizo's world. All of a sudden, I want carrot cake. <laughs> nice. Carrot cake is delicious. Um, if it's got that icing on the top, I got to be careful now that I'm lactose intolerant. Sam Botang. Hey, Dr. Gallagher. Sam, what's up, man? How we doing? Matt, Nick, Billy, Marino. Craziest story you have in the sick you. Sick you crazy story. Um, oh, we did have, there, there were a few passed away in the sick you, unfortunately. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta say that story for after. Unfortunately, uh, the institution has, has, has said that they don't really want you talking about too many. They don't really, they don't want you talking about patient stories in there. Even if you are omitting from HIPAA, the institution has their own policy. So I'm going to have to bring that up on a later date. All right, Matt, Ramin, how long does it take to become an OMFS after dental school? four or six years. This, there's a six-year track um, that has an extra two years because they spend that time in medical school getting their MD. The four-year track goes straight through. We all do the same off-service rotations. We all take call. We all do everything. Um, the difference is that the six-year spends chunks of that time throughout those six years in medical school getting their MD. Now, what, what can you do with your MD? It may be deemed beneficial if applying to a fellowship after and head and neck surgery, cosmetics, plastic surgery, so on and so forth. Um, the MD may be beneficial if you're applying for a job at an academic center, if you're interested in research. None of these are actually required, though. There are four-year residents that go into fellowships and academia as well. So it's it's very variable. Um Dr. Bastidas at Montefiore, he's in an academic institution. He operates all day long um, from Woodhull. He has a four-year degree. So it's it, it's whether you want that MD or not. And, you know, 99% of oral surgeons end up going just into private practice and don't even use that MD. So personally, I just wanted to get the four-year, get the, the training I needed and, and get out into private practice and, and do my thing, you know? T-H-G-H-G-E dues, what's up? What... What can I use to prep for CBSE? Oof, that's a loaded question. So what can you use? We could go into strategy another time. What can you use? The resources are UWorld. It's a question bank. First aid for the USMLE step one. That's, uh, I have it over there, right over there, actually. That's what medical school students use to prepare for the step one um, board exam for them. You need that for the CBSE. Sketchy Farm, Sketchy Micro is what I used. You can potentially get Sketchy Path if you want. I didn't use that one. Pathoma for pathology, boards and beyond, I would recommend for, for most of the most of the materials. And then there's this new boot camp material. Now, I wouldn't use that. In, it's a question bank. I wouldn't use that instead of UWorld. I would use it as an adjunct. Okay, makes sense? Not tanks. I'm in Australian dental school and looking for options to specialize in the United States. Oh, well, my friend, in order to get to the United States, you have to redo another two years at an international dental school and then try and reapply, uh, or not reapply, but then apply into, into specialties here in the United States. It's different. It's, it's different here. They make the laws very difficult for dentists to practice here, international dentists, right? Your Jeep, what are the best scrubs to buy for guys? I don't know. I'm not going to recommend one brand because I'm not sponsored or I haven't partnered up with any scrub brands. I'm not going to recommend any right now. And look, someone wants to, someone wants to, link up with me for a partnership with a scrub brand. We could talk about it, right? And scrub caps. I want to get into scrub caps too. SM Fit. SM Fit said, thoughts on dental anesthesiology? Hey, it's good. It's good. I think it's a three-year. Pretty sure it's a three-year um, residency for that, right? I believe so. 
Um, look, it's good. I don't know how, how, how frequent, you know, I don't know how many jobs there are out there for dental anesthesiology just yet. I, I don't know. Um, I believe that would have to be through the hospital setting. You could probably get jobs in like a periodontist office, a general dentist office, but I don't know how that works. I don't know how many days a general dentist or periodontist are doing sedation cases. You know what I'm saying? Creator, thank you, Dot. SM Fit Thoughts. Oh, you just said that. Jace Clark 792. What's the difference between the DDS and DMD? Look, there's, there's no difference. DDS stands for Doctor of Dental Surgery, basically, correct? DMD says Doctor of Medicine and Dentistry. There's actually no difference. The history behind it is late in 1700s, eight, middle of 1800s. Uh, I think it's the middle of 1800s. Harvard actually wanted to, to break away and start their own dental program. And it was Harvard that changed from DDS to DMD. Most programs in the United States are DDS and have kept to DDS. But Harvard, there are a few other that switch. Um, Rutgers? Maybe Rutgers too switched over? It means the same thing, right? Like it literally says different words, but the degree is synonymous. Synonymous? Is that the right word? Talker Cat followed the live creator. Thanks, friend. Thanks, Talker Cat. Former speech therapist here bringing back anatomy classes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can go into all the anatomy of the face, bit of the head and neck. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got to brush up on those before surgery and stuff, you know? And speech pathology, of course. CB, I, also, all the way by Tucker Cat. I'd be interested in seeing how, I'd be interested in seeing what you think of how speech pathology in your career has changed over time. Um, in, for example, of how wearing the masks during the pandemic have changed, um, especially kids, how, how that has affected their, their speech and what kind of, uh, what kind of changes you have seen over time, over these years, you know, CB, you look like, like the guy who let that dude tour his apartment and got paid your rent. <laughs> is that you CB? That is me. <laughs> That's me. This is my apartment. This is my humble abode, my little tiny studio that costs $2,900 a month. <laughs> Dot said, tips for the DAT and for exhaustion. Well, for exhaustion, I would make sure that you keep some time yourself, right? You can only push yourself so hard as you don't want to crack, right? I would definitely make time for, for um, eating right, getting enough sleep and exercise. These are very important things for, for your studying schedule that should be very rigorous. You should push yourself, right? But you should also make sure you have time for your greater well-being. Make sense? You see what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Matthew, any tips for getting into dental school? Oh, and for the DAT, I use Crack the Dat, especially for the PAT, the best for the PAT. Chad's videos, I use an AP Bio book for the AP Bio section. You have DAT Destroyer. DAT Bootcamp for the practice questions. All these are excellent resources. Matthew, any tips for getting into dental school without volunteer hours? I mean, look, volunteer hours are definitely on the list, but that's not number one, two, or three on the priority list when applying to dental school. Um, I would do it, though. I would definitely volunteer and shadow at uh, dental offices that are in your area, and I would try and look for faculty members that are. I would look for dentists that are also faculty members at dental schools. Right, they could potentially put in a good word for you. You know what I mean? Jefferson Steelflex. That is an awesome last name, by the way. Jefferson, you you have a solid name. That is that is prominent. You know, good for you, man. I'm digging your name right now. Steelflex. I love that. Any experience with fibular autographs to the mandible? Yes. Yeah, so at our program, we we have done those surgeries. I haven't done that surgery specifically yet. Um, 
hopefully next year during tree year, even even in two months, I finish my rotations in month and like month and a half to a little bit less than two months. I'll be back at the public hospital and then I'll be on the main service for a year and a half until I graduate, a little less than a year and a half, and I'll be doing I'll be doing those surgeries as often as they come in. Yeah, not tinks SS. I I see. Thank you, doctor. You got it. Candace Ricks, what's up, Candace? What's up? Luke Predent, what's going on, Luke? How we doing? Hope you're doing good, Brendan. Love the recent podcast with Dentite. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got to get another one with Dentite soon. I want to get um, Dr. Patel. He's a very well-known TikTok dentist. I know you probably know Knee Dental. He's awesome. I met up with him a month or two ago here in, Man- in, uh, in Manhattan. Uh, I want to get him on. We got to get him on the podcast just to chat, right? That would be good. Uh, but yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening in, Luke. Uh, who else? Who else would you recommend that we get on the podcast? Huh? This is not my podcast. This is our podcast, right? Thanks for being on the podcast. And if you can, um, get me on on Spotify and and YouTube. If you can follow there for me, we'll uh, we'll really get into to this stuff because because hey, you know, you could come on on the podcast. Let's do that. Get some good mentoring. Any advice I could give you? We could get dentists together to come on. You know. Ask them questions, whatever I can help you out with, right? That's what it's all about. Steez, what was your major in med school? I'm looking at what to do. So we don't major in medical school or dental school, right? But I did major in chemical biology from Stevens Institute of Technology. I graduated from Stevens Tech. That's in Hoboken, New Jersey. My first two years I actually did at NYU Polytechnic Institute in Brooklyn, which is now NYU Tandon School of Engineering. And it was... um, biomolecular sciences at, at NYU Poly. All in all, I got I to gotta be honest with you guys, it's basically biochemistry. Both degrees, they want to have their own special name. It's basically biochemistry. So that's technically what I majored in. B-Ball King, any experiences so far with jaw osteonecrosis? <laughs> so much experience. Osteonecrosis, osteomyelitis of the jaw, infection of the jaw. Osteo meaning bone, myelitis meaning infection or inflammation of, uh, the bone, of tissue, of the tissue. Um, yeah, osteonecrosis, necrosis meaning dying, osteo meaning bone, so dying bone all the time. Oh yeah, I've done more than a dozen cases with one of our faculty members that was big in the osteomyelitis and osteonecrosis space within the oral surgery niche. Oh yeah, a lot, a lot. Basically you do what's called debridement of the mandible where you scoop out that dead bone, get it all out of there. And then sometimes what we'll do is we'll do a platelet autograph. We'll do a, a PRP or PRF. Um, Platelet-rich fibrin is PRF. Uh, Platelet-rich, plasma-rich protein is PRP or PERP, I like to call it. (laughs) Whip up that PERP. Anyway, anyway, it's just a joke. But but, um, yeah, you have to spin, you have to draw up about 50, 60 cc's of the patient's blood intra-op. You spin it down in a a big machine. You add like two chemicals to it, like calcium, uh, calcium, carbonate and then the other one i forget what the other one is you mix it mix it up spin it down it gives you like like a jello shot substance and then you put that into the defect where you scooped out all that dead bone um seal it up nice and tight with some forovicral sutures through yeah forovicral sutures and then um nice tight seal with three ochromics after that that's generally the procedure sometimes you could go into um nerve neuro, neuro, neurography um, I haven't done that in the osteomyelitis, osteonecrosis cases yet, but so there you go. There you go. What's the difference between the four-year-old MFS 
residency in the sixth year. I was just talking about that before. The sixth year is where they get the MD. That's that's the only difference, right? The four years are spending more time on service. The six years are spending less because we do the same off-service rotations. But then the MD have two full years in medical school. And it's not always just two full years. Sometimes it's like smack in the middle. Sometimes it's it's early on. And then you miss out on some of the the junior oral surgery resident level experiences. So Steez followed the live creator. Thanks, Steve. Turby followed a lot. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Steez. Steez, thank you, Turby. Toker Cat, interesting. Unfortunately, left the field a year into the pandemic. School setting totally appended. School setting to, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The school setting changed because a lot of it went virtually at home, right? Ah, oh, that's tough. Ian Mahone got matched for Alma Fest at UIC. Ian, congrats, dude. Well done. Big day for you. Enjoy it. That's funny. You're, you're on TikTok Live. You, you should be out celebrating. Go, go out. Spend time with your family, friends. Um, significant other, maybe dude, enjoy. Congrats, Ian. Well done. Big day for you. Uh, I, I am a seven zero three, three thoughts on post back programs for dental school, post back programs, post back program. What's a post back programs before applying to dental school. Um, if you got to do it, you got to do it, right? I, the reason I would do it, it would be like if you need to get your GPA up. Does that make sense? That's definitely helpful. Otherwise, is it your DAT that you think you didn't get in? Is it because you need a little more connection with a dental school specifically? Maybe I'll go in on shadowing hours while you're getting your post-bac degree. Something along those lines, right? Excuse me. Wow. Beth, thoughts on the Zimapod for cleaning align trays? I haven't used a Zimapod yet. DDR, these subspecialties. The job out looks pretty good. Oral surgeons are actually throughout the United States, far and few. It They are more saturated in some areas. And actually there is a consolidation going on in dentistry at large right now. We're 10 to, 10 to 20 years behind medicine where private equity got involved, started to back hospitals. And now and, and hospitals are still doing this. They're, they're buying outpatient offices and now they're even buying smaller hospitals in other areas. Um, and now that's what's going on in dentistry at large. It's been happening, I would say, heavily five to 10 years now. And it did happen in back way back, even in the 70s and 80s, believe it or not. And those all generally, not all, many of them failed. And now a lot of them are taking taking a big stand in, and uh, becoming, they're pro proliferating, right? And it's changing dentistry. It's changing it a lot. Less mom and pop shops out there and more employed Employ, uh, dentists are, are now becoming more employed, employee, employees. And I don't know, look like it's, it's generally good for like the first, maybe two, three years starting out because maybe you, it, rather than establishing your own network and everything within the dentist office, it's allowing you to get a good salary as soon as you start, but it's a low ceiling, right? We call this high floor, low ceiling, because you're never going to be an owner of that practice, right? It's owned by the investors. It's owned by private equity. Um, does that make sense? Alaya Crystal, how much externships did you do when you were in dental school for OMFS? So what's up, Alaya? How's it going? The magic number is about three. Okay. I did three. It was very difficult. I had five scheduled. Um, I, I had a bunch. I had Cook County. I had LSU scheduled. I had NYU scheduled, Montefiore, and LIJ. All of them canceled except for two, NYU and Montefiore. And then I got invited to VCUs. So those are the three I did. I did Montefiore first, NYU, and then VCU. 
This is all during the pandemic, in the height. This is all July and August of 2020. I swear to God. Traveled all along the East Coast to try and get these in. Um, so yeah, all of them canceled. I, I'm telling you, I had five. Yeah, that's five, three canceled. I got one more. Super, super difficult. But I made it happen. The magic number is three. Some people get five in. Some people get one or two in. And I do know people that match without doing any externships. I would recommend it. It is generally recommended, right? So I would try and get that in, try to do three. Um, and here's the biggest thing. Do externships at reach programs. Programs where you don't see yourself getting an interview at. Does that make sense? Reason being, you go there, you do really, you don't do well. So you, you go to an externship. I don't, I don't expect any interview. You don't do well in that week. That's fine. You don't get an interview there. Fine. It's all over. Done, right? You go to a place and you, right? But you still have the other places that you're expecting to get it, that you're hopeful to get interviews at. They're still, everything's good. Everything's fine. They didn't hear about this experience. The next thing is, um, say it's at a reach school, you, a reach program. You don't expect to get an interview there. You do really well. They love you. You just got yourself an interview at another program, one that you're interested in and you didn't expect to get one at. You see what I'm saying? Do it at reach programs, okay? Official Sports Talk TV, thoughts on not taking OCHEM before the DAT. Thinking of using Chaz Video's boot camp to learn. Um, I would recommend taking OCHEM before the DAT. You Do you want to do better in the course, in the class, or on the DAT? I would imagine on the DAT, and I would use OCHEM course as a practice for the DAT, right? That just seems pretty straightforward to me. I, I, that's what I would recommend you doing. All right, friend? You skip my first questions, Doc. I'm sorry. It, there, Wait, I don't, I don't see any other, I don't see other questions. No, no, but dude, I'm on here. I'm on, I'm on here. I'm on here. It's just every time I scroll down, there's like 15 that auto populate, and then I got to go up, and sometimes I, it just catches me a little off. DDR, how's the job outlook? We went into that. Mini dude, Maple shared the live. Thanks, Mini dude. Thanks for sharing the live. Last couple of questions. I got, I got to get going soon. We're at 33 minutes. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Last couple of questions. Let's keep going. B ball king. Any fellowship interests? negative 100% interest in fellowships. I want to get into private practice. There's a lot going on in dentistry right now, and I'm starting to see a gap on how we can improve it, I think. And I could fail trying, but I'm going to try. I really want to try. I think right now, healthcare in general has now become centered around insurance. What does my insurance cover? I think it should be surrounded. Um, I think healthcare should be centered on patient-centered care. That's what I think. Um, we will see. We will see. Nikki Haley dropped out. J.S. Way said that. Okay. Webb C. Garrett, what are the most important things you need on a resume when applying to dental school? GPA is up there. DAT, obviously up there. Your letters of recommendation are very important. Um, shadowing hours in a dentist's office with a dentist. Maybe the dentist is a faculty at the dental school you want to go to, right? That's a little hint. Um, volunteering hours. What were your extracurriculars? Were you in any clubs? Were you all just dentistry in grades? Did you play sport in college? Maybe you were part of the Irish club. Maybe you were part of the, uh, I don't know, the, um, maybe you're part of the knitting club, the cooking club. You know what I mean? Like, like puts, do things in high, in, in college that you're passionate about. Put those that you're passionate about, that you are involved in on your resume. And then guess what? That's what you're going to connect with on the interview to your interviewers. I think this is so important and it's not stressed enough in just general mentoring. So I'm going to go in on that, right? What are the most important things you need? Good, good, good. Danny Miller, DSO, like this. Okay, that's the uh, emoji. Luke, why do people planning on general dentistry do externships? 
um, to see if they're in. We had we had people in our program going into into GPR, most likely going into deep GPR. They said like less than ten percent chance they're going into oral surgery. They just wanted to see. They wanted to get an experience and see what it's like. Um, official sports talk TV. I I don't know what I don't know what else I met missed. I think I went back and got yours right. D D or so further down in your career, are you joining an investor owned practice or? Be employed by a hospital. What about private? You're missing one. Private practice too. Uh, you're saying joining an investor-owned practice. So that's a DSO. Then hospital, academia. That's that's like dental school, hospital, oral surgery potentially. Right. Those are generally coupled together um, at like a residency program. And then you also have dental schools that that don't really work with the residency program, but they help teach dental students. So that's strictly academic. Not much hospital. Um, and then so then. Out, that's all like hospital and inpatient work with the hospitals, academic center, right? Then you have private practice and DSO in practice. These are both outpatient. These are out of the hospital and stuff. Um, I'm going to be in one of those two. We, we will see. News might be coming in a bit. News might be coming in a bit there. So it's one of the other. Did you meet Dr. Hubbard at VCU? I'm in Richmond. Toker Cat. Oh, what's up? You're in Richmond. Awesome area. Dr. Hubbard sounds very familiar. Now, this is four years ago, right? I think so. I think I did. DDR or starting your own. Oh, yeah. Now, it's nearly impossible. I want to buy into a practice, right? Or, you know, starting one. It's nearly impossible now with interest rates, with, you know, many people many people have student loan debt. Um, the amount, the cost to start a practice from scratch, to put up a shingle, if you will, um, Oh, nearly impossible now nowadays. I don't expect to do that, and that would be. It, can it be done? Yes. I don't. I don't think I want to to go that direction. I I got to get the lay of the land. You know, you got to understand how to how to run a dental practice before you can really start your own like that, right? And you're taught nothing about that in residency or in dental school, right? It's kind of like a figure it out on your own. I like to be out in that environment before I think I'm even figuring it out on my own. But but we will see. And you said it, enlighten us. Does that does that make sense? Like, let me know if, if that makes sense. John Hall, what's up, John? It's a tough road to get through school and residency, but it's a great career. Periodontist here. What's up, John? Thanks for coming on. That's awesome. So we got a periodontist right here. Yes, tough road to get through school and residency. Absolutely. Oral surgery, orthodontics, pediatrics, endodontics, pe periodontics. I mean, all of these. I mean, all of these specialties are somewhat long. And in the medical field, surgical specialties are even longer. Anna, where's the hat from? This is actually Blue Point Brewery. This is Blue Point Brewery out on Long Island, Long Island, New York. My mom's living there right now. She has an apartment on the water in uh, in Blue Point. And uh, yeah, I miss her. My mom's out there. My parents got divorced. I think it's, still, it's like still going on too. That was just over three years ago now. Uh, flipped my life upside down. I didn't see that. Con I didn't expect it, I guess. They had to do what they had to do. But um, if anyone else out there is going through a divorce right now, or if you're a kid with your parents going through divorce, uh, my heart goes out to you. It's uh, it's an experience, and you know we have to we have to just get through it and wish them the best and happiness for them, right? And uh, and still focus on our goals and careers and stuff. So. That's my little spiel on that. Last few questions. Danny Miller, private practice, out of network all the way? Maybe, maybe. Danny Miller said it was DSOX, LOL. Oh, 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 because the, the emoji was something else. <laughs> we will see, we will see. You're why, 
U-R-R-R, follow the live creator. Thanks, Yer. Thanks, friend. HUD, last, last three questions. HUD asks, do you want to do general or specialized? I am specializing right now in oral maxillofacial surgery. DDR for sure, man. I'm a nurse, and it's helpful hearing you break this down. Of course, yeah. And kudos to you. I work with, we work with nurses in the hospital all day and night and night long. Um, I don't know where you are in the hospital, but thank you for your, for your work and everything you do, DR. I know, I know, look, I, I keep seeing comments and stuff. I was, I posted about the nurses actually last year and a month ago. And so many nurses commented how they feel underappreciated, under, understaffed, underpaid, right? Overworked. And Look, I, I hope you know that a lot, you don't work for a lot of the doctors, you're working for a hospital or, or like a, you know, an outpatient practice most likely, right? Well, I just want you to know um, if no doctor told you that today or this week that I want to tell you that, that you are appreciated and you do so much, right? In fact, in many cases, I learn more from nurses on my, my rotations, my outside rotations, sick you, trauma surgery, hand plastic surgery, general surgery, and, and all these. I've learned so much um, from PAs and nurses. So, so I, I got to thank you. You know, my heart goes out to you too. Uh, good stuff. You, your, your mom says, do you know anything about type 2 diabetes? Yes, I know a bit about type 2 diabetes. And that Ozempic, I don't know. I'm, I'm hearing mixed things about that Ozempic. I'm hearing it's like the wonder drug. I'm hearing like that it's causing a lot of mental health issues. I don't know enough about it. I'm reading and learning about it. So I would, I would just be careful. And I would consult your your family physician or an endocrinologist, they're specializing in, they specialize in that area. I would talk with them. Don't take my word for it. This is solely opinion. This, none of this is medical advice. I would talk with them about diabetes if you do have it. Sharif, follow the live creator. Thank you, Sharif. Ash, are you a doctor? Casey face. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a dentist and an oral maxillofacial surgery resident right now in training for, to, to be a surgeon, to do surgery. Right, so I'm doing surgery right now. Vadim, one zero two five seven two said, Doctor Gallagher, you were great. You were great. Thank you. Thank for thank you for coming on. What is this? Edward Dante three two three. Bro, is it delusion to me with no dental training to do my own dental feelings after watching YouTube? What do you think? <laughs> Dior, thank you, Doc. Trauma ICU here. Woo, Dior. Trauma ICU. So you're in the sick. You're in the surgical ICU. Good stuff, dude. Hang in there. Uh, wait, you said. Think about transferring, transitioning to dental school. Hey, that's something I would also look into CRNA. You're like halfway there on that path. I would consider it great. I think that's one of the hacks. CRNA, P, PA, NP, there, the, in, within these special, so special, there, there are some hacks. I would definitely look into that. Get a really good, make a really good living and get a really good work schedule too. Sharif Edward Dante, possible the dumbest idea I've ever... <laughs> Yes, tested. I misread description. Thought you said you were LDS. Oh, <laughs> I'm not an LDS. I don't know what an LDS is. Your mom, is it normal for your blood sugar level to be 85 two hours after eating? Look, I would consult your general doctor. I, I, I can't answer that, I, I, but I don't want to. I can't because, look, it, this can't be medical advice over social media. Solely opinion. And I, I'm, I'm an oral surgery resident. I'm a dentist. I'm a surgeon. I can't be answering that question. I'd be doing you a disservice. You see what I mean? I'm sorry about that, my friend. Edward Dante, 323. Yes, your mom. I lost a lot of weight and eat better. Don't take any meds. Good. Any exercise? I would definitely look into exercise and diet too. You're doing good. Edward Dante, LML. All right. All right, guys. Thanks so much for coming on. 
Guys, I'm going to put this up on the podcast. This is TikTok Live 18. If you came on, maybe you'll see yourself here. Maybe I mentioned you. T1DAT4 joining, joined, DAT40 joined. Um, put this up on YouTube channel, on podcast. If you can, give me a, a follow on, on Spotify, follow on Apple Music. Uh, subscribe if you'd like on, on YouTube. I'd really appreciate that. Follow me on Instagram. Let me get you back. Any questions you have, this is number one before I sign off. Any questions you have, anything I can help you with, send me a DM on Instagram. I will get back to you, okay? User 8118, I'm applying to dental school right now. Wish me luck. Good luck. Any questions I can help you with, friend? Again, DM on Instagram. I got you. And thanks so much for coming on. I love you guys. All right, guys. We'll talk soon.